0: Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and occasionally a special guest here to talk about the club that we love, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on you Spurs, let's go. All right, we are Wicked Spursy. This is Dave, Mike, and Steve coming at you live after the Manchester City match. Steve, how you doing today? I mean, pretty damn good, <laughs> I'd say. Hell of well a game, put. hell of a game. Well put. Mike, how about you?
1: I'm i'm pretty awesome man i I can't i can't tell you how excited i am uh about about what happened today i i I can't wait to talk about this shit because uh again i have had another wildlife uh, confrontation where i hit a bird today uh uh getting onto the interstate um so it was a duck before and uh and my confrontation on my on my uh on my lawnmower with the bobcat so uh Hit a duck, a bird, and uh, almost got killed by a bobcat that was uh six feet tall and and three hundred fifty-five pounds.
0: I did. Right. Did you? That bobcat say,
1: gets bigger and bigger every week.
0: So, did you say in our in our WhatsApp that the bird stuck to your windshield? As you it were stuck right to
1: my windshield, like wings out. It was like a cartoon, and and I was like, I was sitting there going. <laughs> God damn it. Should I, should I throw the wipers on? What do I do here? And then it just, it just flew right off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That could have been a disaster as you, as you catch it in the wipers and then you're, you're wiping your windshield with a dead bird. That that would be (laughs) solid. Hey, for the, for the two of you, I was not able to join you, but we did have a little get together with some other uh, supporters. Mike, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we, uh, we got to go down to Goodwater brewery today. um,
1: Sample, what I'm drinking right now is their, uh, their brand new, uh, new day IPA. It's a, it's a session now. It's a, it's quite, quite refreshing. Um, I had about a couple of those. Um, but we gathered with about, uh, 20 of us from, uh, from our new supporters club, Green Mountain Spurs. And, uh, it, and it seemed to go very well. We met some new folks, uh, that we hadn't known previously. Um, and uh, we had about, at one point, 16 to 18 people there, which was completely, wholly unexpected. So uh, we, got to, we got to watch a nice match, and we'll talk about that. But um, everybody had food, seemed to enjoy the food. Everybody uh, was very pleased. Um, I was told the hit of the day was a spinach artichoke dip, which is the only menu item I haven't tried there.
2: So <laughs> there you go for that. Steve, uh, did you get your cheese sauce? I did get my cheese sauce all right I did and it was amazing incredible just like every other time
1: what's funny is that uh it it was funny is that I mentioned it uh when I got there and Aaron was like oh no we ran out last night so she's gonna make some as soon as she gets in she was in there like the second I got in so that was fresh made buddy that was just Ah. for you
2: excellent excellent
0: and and thankfully, Steve did not throw up his cheese sauce as he would have if Winks and Sissoko ended up on the field at the same time. They were both on the bench today, but um, we didn't have to watch that happen. Was Winks on the bench? I don't know if he was on the bench. Yeah, Wink, Winksy was there. i I think out. I, think out I saw you. his name on the on the team list. If I'm wrong, uh, I'll stand corrected. Mike, I also told Steve when before you hopped on uh, this afternoon about two hours ago, I was at a uh, a large box store retailer that often catches flack for its uh hiring practices and low wages I won't give the name <laughs> but um when there's when there's only one game in town you you know i have to go to that town and i was i was there with my son um and i had i had on currently i have on my my new away uh spurs kit the carl sagan you know galaxy shirt and <laughs> <Love> uh <it. laughs> walk in, which hey i love this kid it's it's fantastic mike i hope you get yours someday but uh, walk, walking through this large store and all of a sudden I hear this guy go, Hey, come on, you Spurs. And I turn and look and, you know, raise my hand up, give a fist. And uh, my son said, does that happen to you often? I said, never, it never, never. happened. So it was, it was a, uh, it was a cool experience to have that occur. It
1: was uh yeah. So our, our graphics, our graphics guy, uh, Jack was wearing it today and um, uh, our little graphics out, guy. little, little <laughs> shout out to Jack, our graphics guy. Um some some Someday we'll actually have graphics, but he just makes logos for us now. But um, he had it on and seen it in person,
0: man. I really, really like it. It's really nice looking. Yeah, I'm digging it. Absolutely. But hey, enough about us. Let's talk about our club. Steve, uh, we just watched a fantastic match earlier today. Why don't you just go, let's run with some reaction. What do you think? Would you see?
2: I mean, you know, shaky first couple of minutes there as we kind of um I don't know. We looked a little sleepy, I guess, you know, from that first whistle, first half. Um, And there was a moment, you know, maybe seven or eight minutes into it where I thought, man, this is going to be a really long game. And I don't know when it happened or or what caused it, but at some point it just seemed like all the pieces on the field just kind of clicked together and it just became one of the most fluid games that I've seen. Still incredibly defensive. There's still a lot of work that needed to be done on and off the ball across the field. But man, I can't remember such a cohesive game. I mean, maybe it's just, you know, first game of the season. I'm so far removed from you know, the the end of last season and I don't even remember correctly what was going on, but it really does feel like it was a super cohesive team performance. And I, I have to stress team because, you know, we have this tendency, you know, last season, a lot of times where it was, you know, the Kane team or the Sun and Kane team, or now it's just Sun performing, you know, just the one player. But this honestly felt like every single person was contributing in some way. You know, some obviously shown a a, a little brighter, um, but there wasn't a single player out there who I can really give a hard time to. And that's saying something, considering we had a a center back pairing of Dyer and Sanchez, who anybody who's listened to us at all before um, will know that that's like my least favorite center back pairing. And I, I honestly can't say anything bad about them today well i guess dyer was a little sleepy at times but sanchez man he he looks like somebody who felt his position was truly threatened um you know he, he put in a fantastic performance I, I you know credit where it's due he, he was he was huge back there
0: yeah and uh i watched a replay of like that sequence in the final minute too where we were just we needed to kill time but keep possession and not not get into trouble and he had a he had a huge, um, huge tackle. I think it was Grealish. He took the ball away from who. We could talk about Grealish a little bit later, but yeah, Sanchez showed up today. Steve, you did uh, you did chat earlier in the game that Dyer was once again wearing concrete shoes, which I definitely agreed with in the moment. But he did seem to also settle in a little bit to to the role and to the to the scope of the match today.
2: Yeah, he did, and honestly, I I think you know this is this is probably just. Uh, um, you know, my my gut, nothing, uh, you know, I haven't seen any stats or anything to support this, but my gut's telling me right now that Dyer grew more comfortable when he realized he had the support around him to kind of cover up for some of those, you know, like brain fart moments where he's just standing in the box, nobody around him. and he's like, oh crap, I'm supposed to make a defensive play. Um, but, you know, Sanchez was a rock next to him. He had, an incredible screen in front of him in the form of Hoy and Ali uh, Skip there. Uh, and, you know, even even Reggie at times came back to, to help out defensively and, and, you know, put some work in. Um, but for me, the best defender out there, Jaffa Tanganga. I mean, what a beast. That kid absolutely dominated not just Sterling, but British record signing Jack Braylish. Um, looked like an amateur, mediocre, you know, nothing player. Um, you know, with Tanganga bossing him around, and it's not just because of his stupid haircut either. He really offered next to nothing.
0: He, he did, Mike. What was your take on Tanganga in particular? What did you see?
2: Um, so I, I,
1: I just now saw your your uh, WhatsApp from earlier Dave, with the Wikipedia. Uh, that was pretty. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> Um, so, um, that said, yeah, he, he took, he he had pretty big pockets today because he, uh, he took, uh, Sterling in the, in the first half and stuck him right in his pocket. And then he stuck Grealish in his pocket too. What I thought was phenomenal about the entire game and we'll get, we'll get to my boy in a second because you know, I'm going to talk about him.
0: We know, we know my little
1: bald friend. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, Daniel Levy, Daniel Levy, Voldemort. Yes. (laughs) Um, what I saw today that I haven't seen from Spurs, even from, uh, from, uh, the previous guys version of Spurs was every single player getting back on defense, every single player, the entire match was playing defense. You saw Delhi making tackles, you know, in the back third, you, you saw everybody was helping out those, those center backs that we, that we reviled, you know, all last season. And, and I, and I thought that it was phenomenal. Um, you know, Sonny's Sonny's running back, you know, we know that Regulon is a little bit weaker on the, on the, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, on the ball, he's fantastic, you know, uh, crossing the ball. He's fantastic. We know that we know he's fast and he can bring the ball up. Um, but he's a little bit weaker on the defensive side. And, and, and I think that our, our all around defense, not just backing up into the box and 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 you know, sort of parking the bus in the in the in the in the defensive third, the back defensive third. You know that's not our game anymore. Our game is to when it get when the ball gets out there is to is to play everybody plays defense. Everybody helps out. You know, yeah, I saw it, I saw this. it looked like more of a cohesive unit out there versus. Versus you play this position, you play this position, and this is where we have you. Um, I was pretty impressed with Skippy. He gave the ball away a few times, but watching Skippy on the ball, um, sorry, Nikki, but versus Harry Winks, Skippy at least turned and looked to pass the ball forward versus, you know, you saw Skip actually moving his head instead of just immediately passing it sideways or immediately passing backwards. He was always looking for that forward pass. Hoiberg had a, had a couple of instances where he, it looked like he was trying to get back to what he was playing last year, um, which was the every man in the middle, you know, he played every single position in the middle. And I I don't know if he, if he realized he didn't have to do that anymore until probably 30 minutes in. Um, So he, you know, everybody, it, it, like Steve said, the, the first 20 minutes, it looked a little disorganized. And then all of a sudden something clicked and everybody was just like, I got the program now. I think yeah. it, it made, it made city look really, really uncomfortable. And I'm going to tell you that like, even though guys like Zinchenko and, and De Bruyne were, weren't out there initially, it, it wouldn't have mattered because those are still all world-class players out there. And they looked befuddled and Pep didn't know what was going on. So um, well,
2: that's because he's a fraud.
1: Yeah. It, it, Sonny, <laughs> Sonny looked uncomfortable a few times getting the ball. Like, should I bring it in? Should I not bring it in? He's not necessarily used to playing that number 10 role or whatever it was. He was playing. Uh, it was kind of a free flowing role. It looked like, but um, I don't know if he was really comfortable doing that. But I want to know, um, I, and Pap is probably not listening, but maybe he is. Who knows? Um, I want to know, is, is this now the uh, Hunneman, Hunneman, uh song team or is it the Harry Kane team? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think it's the Harry Kane team. I didn't even see him in the stadium today. Maybe it's the Lucas Mora team.
0: You're trying to make your segue as smooth as possible before it, I let you wasn't, do that. Though, it wasn't
1: smooth, and I don't care. I mean, maybe it is. Before I let you do that, Mike,
0: let me it. let me pile on two things you said. Uh, you talked about Delhi and Skip. I saw a stat that Delhi ran over 11 kilometers today, and Skip ran like 9.6 and or 9.7. They were the two highest uh, totals on the pitch. So, just speaking to the hustle and the the pressing of Delhi, you know that that number says quite a bit. I also saw. I think Nuno made a comment after the game about how he observed. And I think we all observed everybody was committed to winning duels when the ball was in the air, especially Lucas. Like I, it's amazing watching Lucas go up against guys who are a head taller than him. And he times his jumps and still manages to, to take the ball away. So like there, there clearly was this team wide commitment to effort and defense and, and it showed and, and it played and it was really exciting. Exciting. Was, to watch.
2: Lucas was truly everywhere today seriously like there I, there are times where i swear to god he just teleports into the middle of three city players to try to win the header like that guy could be making 70 yard dashes just so that he can try to make a play on the ball
1: yeah and, I, and i'll tell you i heard i heard somebody at, at the at Goodwater today say something like uh boy you know if if that were lamella he'd be a little more he would be a little more tough out there and i said i said if you don't see that Lucas is playing tough right now, Lucas didn't back down from anyone. He was throwing elbows in the chest to, to, you know, keep his position. He was, he was winning balls. He was making tackles in, in the defensive third. I, I, I don't, like you said, he was like, it was weird. He was teleporting all over the field and he wasn't making stupid runs directly into guys. He was, he was passing the ball like we saw in the preseason and I hope that he doesn't fall back and, and, into his old, you know, his old habits, you know, where he just dribbles into into three guys, beats two of them, and, and loses the ball to the next. But it looked like he was passing and he was looking to make the pass versus looking to make the shot. Now a couple of times he did shoot wide once, and he shot over the over the goal another time. But Lucas looked great out there, and you know he had a little pep in his step. I
0: I'd like to say. <laughs>
2: You know if, I, I do if,
0: think Pep is a is a listener to Wicked's Birdie, by the way so he's got he he be. He, he's he hearing be. us no question
2: you know if given his seven
1: hundred dollar sweater <laughs> made you know, made it, of
0: petroleum
2: <laughs> if Lucas's superpower is teleporting then you know and and bear with me for a second Deli's has got to be invisibility and I'll tell you why the number of <laughs> times because he disappears during giant stretches of the game actually no the number of times that i saw a city player try to turn and dribble and just run right into delhi who would pick his pocket and run with it it's like did you not see him there like he he was there the whole time delhi was spot on with his with his you know defensive pressing there were moments where he would just you know kind of stonewall get his leg in there poke the ball through and then boom he's just he's released fergwine he's released lucas you know, it, it honestly felt at times like the city players just did not see him. Uh, you know, he he wasn't as great in the attacking sense as, you know, we're kind of used to from um, you know, maybe two or three seasons back. But I kind of I'm curious to see how this new look Deli plays out, because he was making some really important challenges in really good places to, to launch our counterattacks. I'm telling you that every, I think that it seemed to me every
1: single player today had their, had their spotlight, you know, had the spotlight on them for at least a moment in the game, every single player. Um, I'm really excited about Skip. He reminds me of what what, would Hoiberg was last year a little bit, you know, you don't know what to expect from him, but he goes out there. He's a, he's a big dude you know he's a big strong dude he looked like a man out there instead of a instead of a young boy like he actually kind of is right i mean i i i don't even i can't put into words how i feel right now like i, I i'm just like kois 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 <laughs> Just <like laughs> that's lucas. how i feel <laughs> just,
0: just like lucas um, let's talk <laughs> about burgwine burgwine for a minute uh, you know <sighs> he he he, he's looking bright. He still hasn't found the touch, right? Still hasn't found his finishing. Steve, what what are you seeing from from Bergwijn? What do you what do you like, and what has you concerned?
2: I mean, the, look, let's just cut right to it. The big concern is is the finishing, right? He, he had that one brilliant chance that he kind of missed, um, but I can forgive that today. Obviously, with the win, it's easier, right? But his work rate was just incredible. I mean, he may not have gotten on the score sheet, but he was he was crucial to so many of the counterattacking opportunities. That
1: was his assist by the way. He did get on the score he sheet. He did get the mm-hmm.
2: assist. He was, you know, he would take I mean, off of Lucas's
1: work, but I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure, but you know, it, it was in Spurs teams in the past, you know, they they all tended to kind of Drive towards the same point when they're making the run into the box, right? It's almost like mm-hmm. they're getting in each other's way. Bergwine wasn't doing that. And I really appreciated that. There were times where he would peel off to almost stretch the defense out. Um, and it just opened up a couple of little spaces. And, you know, it, it, back to your comment er- earlier, um, Mike, about how some looked a little, you know, hesitant at times. I'm honestly not sure he's used to that, right? It's usually Kane trying to make that central run in. Um, but here you've got, you know, Bergwijn stepping up to to kind of stretch and open up these spaces. And it, honestly, it looked like Sun just didn't know what to do with it. Like, wait, wait a second. I, I can go for this. And, you know, when you've got to make that thought, it's already gone. Like that moment's passed. Um, it, it just felt like something new. Um, and, it's, and it's got me excited for a number of reasons, because you think about some of the players who we didn't see today, you know, Brian being um, the, the superstar that comes to mind right now, he's the, the hot shot commodity that I'm sure we're all excited to see. If he plays in a similar kind of um, role where he's trying to peel the defenders off and open up that space uh, centrally. It's going to make things so much more interesting for us going forward. It's not going to be a one-dimensional attack anymore. We'll have options, um, and that's dangerous for other teams because, as we saw today, our counterattack was spot on. But and, and this has been a criticism of Spurs for a number of years, when they're not counterattacking and they just have to, you know, press and the teams park in the bus. It's difficult for them to get anywhere, right? But what we saw today with the stretching and, and with people trying to get out wide and, and open up that space, and the the speed of the passing, the speed and the accuracy of getting that ball right into feet, I'm, I'm super excited to see how that does against a team that might try to park the bus on us like a Burnley or something because um, I, I honestly think that we've got the options to unlock that now. And that's not even with Kane anywhere near the 18. Like he can stay wherever the fuck he is for all I care. Kane's. You might get,
1: you might get that opportunity to see that next weekend with Wolves. I don't know if you saw the way that Bruno Lodge played uh, with Wolves yesterday, but um, you might get to your opportunity to see the bus parked. Um, but that said, you, we know that Pep doesn't like to do that pep likes that four three three exciting pushing the ball forward type of type of offense and when they have to get back and play on defense their defenders are such world are, are so world class that and they're so speedy that they can get back and play that today i don't think they understood what what was truly going on i think that pep kind of kind of uh, pigeonhole every single one of those players as to being a certain type of player. And they'd only fit into a certain type of system. And so when they started to stretch it out and you didn't see Regulon coming up the side and, and, and playing that, playing the ball into the corner and then crossing it, you saw Regulon staying back so that he could get back and defend if he had to on a counter I, I, I think when they saw six or eight guys up there, I don't think that, they had planned for that type of an offensive attack. It was, I think what we played a lot like a four, three, three until we went on attack. And then it became a four, two, three, one. It went, it it was really, it was really strange to watch, like to watch us transform from defense to offense in like in a split second. And, and, you know, I, I, and I really thought that today um, the, the substitutions were spot on, even though, uh, you know, we, we heard the collective groans when, uh, <laughs> when, Matt, when Matt Doherty shows up on the <laughs> sidelines looking, you know, Matt Doherty, he, he I, I, you know, the guy, like every time I see him, I'm like, Oh no. You know, it's like, it's like that, that one guy that you just don't want to come onto the pitch and you see him English. Um, <laughs> You, you don't want to see the guy because it looks like, you know, he belongs more in a boxing ring than, than on the, on the soccer field. Yeah. Or like a mafia movie or something. Yeah. Right? He's, he's got that pug nose. Right. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think he actually played his role very well. He knows his role. I think he's a, probably a good sub in that spot. Um, But, you know, I think the subs were, were spot on. I think Geo came out with, I don't, you know, sometimes last year you'd see Gio come out and he'd have that kind of like, okay, what am I, what am I doing out here? Look, and <laughs> and I think today he, he came out, he came out with like, he had a little bit of a piss and vinegar, you know, he was, he, he was, uh he was, uh, he had that look on his face, like I'm a killer type of look and he played he played he played that position kind of like a killer like he made some very important tackles too everybody was making tackles all over the field I'd love to look at the I haven't looked at the stat sheet yet but I'd love to look at the stat sheet and and and, you know see there were spurs were making tackles everywhere and winning and winning 50 50 balls is something we didn't do in the past two years
0: no question no question here's here's a subject related to this to this match you guys don't know where I'm going here you know, you know, we like to talk about kit. You know, we like to talk about, you know, um, jerseys. What What's the deal with what's the, the Manchester the Manchester City kit? Like, do do any of you notice this weird V neck shape on their on their jerseys that causes like these, these guys are fit. That's an English term for you. They are fit professional athletes who would only well, fit they, if they're good looking. That's fair. fair. But <laughs> they're I mean, also that. I mean, physically fit. So I guess that's the American version of fit. Um, Like it makes them look like I probably look when I'm wearing jerseys and my, my kids want to make fun of me for it. You know, like, so what's the deal with the way that these, these city jerseys were cut? Did any of you notice that or did did that, did that resonate at all? Or am I alone in my observation? Steve. By the silence, I'm clearly yeah. alone. Okay, so we'll we'll move on to. Uh, <laughs> to the next one.
2: I had to Google it. I I honest to God didn't even look to see what they were wearing because I was so enamored with our own team and and how we were performing. You know, it's the only time that I really saw any city players was when Graylish was on the floor throwing his tantrum about right. how, oh, oh, what was me? Somebody brushed my shitty haircut. And, and then you're looking I'm at his bad man. hair, not
0: at his bad Actually, hair, that, hair. and that
2: was Lucas who ended up getting a yellow card.
0: Okay, so I'm just going to say, I'm going to go on record for our hundreds of listeners out there because we are far beyond dozens and scores. <laughs> we are up to hundreds. If anybody has my back on this, I just want like a, yep, Dave, you were right. I will, I will take that. And I'll be very, very pleased with that. <laughs> take a look at the city of VMAX. They're, they're, they're hideous. They, they make, they made uh, De Bruyne look like a 45 year old man, I guess is basically what I want to get at. And you that's want to talk about from- a scary, you want to talk about a scary guy that come on as a substitute though. Is De Bruyne. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I mean, the guy, you know what, as much as we like to pick on them for their giant, for their giant salary. Um, you put De Bruyne on any single, on any single team in the world. And he's probably the top player on the field. No question. Uh, he's top a top three player in the world. Uh, he changes everything when the game, when he comes into a game. And, um, and I thought that honest, to be honest, that Pep's Pep's substitutions were, were probably spot on too. Um, They're only spot on because he didn't think, I think he was too fucking cocky to realize that he should have started them.
0: Here's a hot take. Here's a hot take. I would, I would give Harry Kane plus 20 million to get De Bruyne. There you go. See what, see how that one rolls. Anybody want to take that deal?
1: Yeah. I take that in a second. In a second. The the question is uh, who you're displacing there sorry geo <laughs> yeah
0: yeah we, we got De Bruyne. yeah it doesn't matter
1: Absolutely. <laughs> we, we have one of the top players in the world you know um harry kane harry kane uh for what it's worth um we'll take 180 million now thanks because if you want him and you need him that badly which you clearly did need him because there was nobody up the middle for them today you know Gund- Gundogan didn't didn't pull out any of his old magic from last season. Uh, th- there was there was nobody there.
2: Who, you know, gonna- s- speaking of nobody being there? Gabriel Jesus, is it just <laughs> me or does this dude look like he's always on the verge of tears? He's sad. He's a <laughs> sad looking dude. Like every single time I see, and maybe it's just because anytime he scores against Spurs, VAR comes in and takes it away. It's like he's got, you know, like like nightmares or something from from just not being able to get that legitimate go-ahead goal.
0: You know, Gabriel Jesus looks, this is, here's another weird take from me. This is my day for weird take. It must be this Vermont Beer Makers verd that I'm enjoying. Um, Gabriel Jesus looks to me like the little kid on the playground when you're young who is always getting in the bigger kids faces and always wanted to start scrap. And then when somebody gives him the business, he goes and cries to his mom and then you get in trouble with his mom. That's what Gabrielle Jesus looks like to me. So once again, his I'm mom sorry. being Kevin Bruyne, could be, could be. <laughs> I was
2: going to say Jack Grealish, but, uh,
1: <laughs>
2: look, works.
1: look I've, I've got no problem with Grealish. Um, except I for his haircut, except for his stupid haircut and his and pull up your socks. Um, if you want to talk about kits, we could talk about kits today. I, I, I can tell you that Tottenham looked super cool in their 50s greaser uniforms today. It looked it looked to me with their socks pulled up, like they were wearing like plain white t-shirts with like jeans.
0: It did, you're right. Yeah, I about
2: that. I've expected like the Fonz or something to come in there and just that, you know what, that's got to be what it is. Things weren't going well for, you know, the first like 20 or so minutes. All of a sudden, Fonz shows up. Wax the bench. And then, boom, there we go. Everything's working just the way yeah, it should. Jukebox yeah. kicks on and Sonny scores. You know, that what a what a strike by Sonny. Right. I mean. What a strike. You know what? I, I don't think we've touched on this yet. I didn't even hear Sandstorm playing after the goal because of all right. the noise, not just at Goodwater, but this the stand, the, the fans in the stands. Um, got loud there.
1: Yeah. The, the, the place was loud. And I think that that contributed a little bit to it. You know, I think in the, in the first half, those, like we were talking about those first 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, the crowd was kind of, you know, subdued. We had the, it, the beginning of the game, the Kamani Spurs, the entire, the entire stadium chanting, but we finally got to see this, like what, how the stadium was built for it's for the acoustics within the crowd. Yes. As well as, as well as, how it was built to to probably it looks to me like it's built to make the players on the field like the look feel like the fans are coming down on top of them. It it just it just looked the the way that the stands are built. And and maybe that's just me making a stupid observation like I usually do, but <laughs> um, I, you know, th- these, these, these are, these are the things that I'm good for on this podcast. I'm not a tactics guy, as everybody knows, you know, I just, I like to watch the game and, uh, and I don't know shit really about soccer. Um, I'm learning, but it's, it's one of those, I I'm the observational guy. I, I make observations and whether they're wrong or right, I'm going to, I'm going to put them out there on our podcast. So, um, I, I just love, I love watching a team, any team that is having a great time
2: you know, you know? Like if, if it makes you feel any better, whether your observations are wrong, right, whatever it is, at, you know, at least there's that one guy, that one person out there in the, you know, internet sphere of our, our podcast reach, um, who would rather get COVID twice than have to listen to your observation. So you got that going for you. You've, you you must have really pissed that guy off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. Yeah. What, what did I miss here? I, I feel like I uh, missed some,
2: something. Just, just, you know, it was one of those internet trolls who was coming at us, uh, you know, said he'd rather get COVID twice than listen to us. It's like, yeah. well, you know, I, Mike's <laughs> takes might be a little off sometimes, but they're not that bad. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, and enjoy your COVID, bro. Have at it, man. It was, <laughs> a, it was, it was certainly a Facebook troll, you know, yeah. I, oh, yeah, we all
1: know I can't do Twitter, so... <laughs>
0: The fact that someone would take the time to type that out uh, speaks volumes. But hey, what are you gonna do?
2: Well, you know, it's like that conversation we had with Wendy last season, right? People just want to be jerks sometimes. So you know, whatever, dude. <laughs> you know, nobody's nobody's twisting your arm to listen to
1: us. I like to hit those people with a nice uh, with a nice thanks a lot for the clicks
0: though comment. <laughs> That's right. We appreciate the love. Keep keep it coming. No question. <laughs> hey, um, I'm I'm I don't want to abandon the. Um, I don't want to abandon the city match, and maybe there's some things we'll come back to. And actually, I'm going to stop myself and say there's a couple things I want to comment on still about City before we look ahead. I thought it was really cool as as Jeff Fett got Jeff Fett got subbed off, how he had to take the long route and walk past the South Stand and, and they sang, you know, you're one of our own. He's one of our own. Like that was a cool moment. Um, I don't know if you guys could could pick that whole scene up where you were watching, but it, it definitely wonderful. came through. Yeah, it was very wonderful. cool. And then the other piece, uh, I don't know, I I shared this with you in the chat. Um, To me, I thought it was pretty interesting when Sonny made a very concerted lap around the entire stadium, applauding the fans, um, reminiscent of what another alleged Spurs player did at the end of last season. And uh, I just, there was some interesting symbolism there uh, in terms of, I don't know, was that Sonny saying, "This this is my squad now, or, you know, I'm here for you, but other people aren't? Like, how did you guys see that? What was your take on that?
1: I think I I I I'm more willing to say that this is Sonny's team. Um maybe, maybe than anybody else. Um this is this is Sonny's team, even when an, when and if number 10 comes back. Um Florida I'm, man. Florida man. Florida, I, I'm, Florida uh, man. Tommy's Tommy's best, Tommy Brady's best friend, the new kicker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um <laughs> so um maybe that's the deal he was hammering down that we heard we heard could about be. could be yeah 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 um he would look strange in in, in football uniform I can tell you I'm especially not say... when they
0: especially when they wear the creamsicle throwbacks right could you imagine right. him oh, in, yeah. In that? Yeah. yeah trouble
1: trouble trouble um I, I'm not going to mention his name again until until he's back <laughs> on the field with us uh kissing the patch he kisses the patch we're, we're, we're back on with, with the number 10. I with still that, want
2: an apology, not this half-assed, you know, let's gaslight the fans and make them think that, uh, you know, they're wrong the whole time when anybody with half a brain could see what was going on.
1: We, yeah, you know, and I think it is what it is. He's not with the team. This is Sonny's team now. Um, and again, it, it might be Lucas's team and it could be Delhi's team. It's Nuno's team. But what it is is Nuno's it's Nuno's team well put and and uh, and Nuno's team is an everyman's team right now. Everybody is bought into this and it didn't take Nuno long. So there's there's got to be something there. You know, we can sit here and talk about be happy and, and joyful that we beat City, but it's the first game of the season. We have to we have to realize that guess what? Even the Orioles won the first game of the season this year.
2: Those and they're the, worst, Oreos, they're the worst. They're the worst team in Major League
1: in Major League Baseball. So oh,
2: not the cookies. All right, I got you.
1: Orioles, <laughs> Orioles, not the uh, Nabisco delicious Nabisco sandwich sandwich cookie. Funny.
2: Hey, you guys um, think we could get sponsored by them? That would be great. Have you know Wicked spursy branded Oreos delivered to us? That'd be great. They make
1: every other flavor, so why not? What would our flavor be? <laughs> Slightly, this has gone off the rails. We're, we're slightly so bitter. Slightly bitter.
2: Um, cheese sauce Oreo. That's got to be it. That's the Oreo. look at Jersey flavor. Good water flavored Oreos. <laughs> um.
1: So we've officially gone off the rails.
0: We have, so, but yeah, I do like. I like that we're taking the Voldemort approach with uh, number ten. <laughs> that name will not be said until there's some resolution, and then you know, then we'll decide if we say the name again. So I like that. Exactly. What if we? Uh, what if we transition and look? look ahead. Uh, we got a midweek fixture coming up in the Conference League, right? So it's a, uh, we're going to Portugal, Pacos Ferreira. I'm doing my best on the pronunciation there. I guess my biggest question, and maybe this is for Steve, who has the the best soccer brain among the three of us would be like, if you're Nuno, what do you do with what do you do with the lineup? Who do you put on the pitch for that? Um, there's probably not a huge threat to us in in that match. But how do you manage your guys to get to get game time to the right people? What would you be thinking?
2: I mean, I I think we're going to see some debuts. You know, that that just seems like a game where you can get, um, you know, our our guy Brian Hill out to uh, get some – just run at some people for a while. Um, But, you, you, I mean, you need that rotation. It's just got to happen. We got Wolves again on Sunday. You know, the the games are coming fast and furious, um, and we don't have Vin Diesel to help out with it. So it's got to be one of those things where, you know – we'll probably see some guys who started today you know uh, and I, I would be surprised if it was more than four maybe five of them right but I, I think you got um bellini will be in there you'll probably have hill starting um maybe even a, a, a run out for dane scarlet that seems sure, like why a not? yeah i mean why not? you keep you it around. Know, i think
1: that's about to happen mm-hmm. um We didn't we didn't uh, not to backtrack, but we didn't talk about the amazing uh, the other amazing ovation that happened today uh, when uh, Romero got his run out. That is true. He did. He did. He did give me quite a scare because uh, it was it was all of the stuff that I've heard about him is that he plays too far up sometimes. And he was like he was in that middle third and when he should have been back defending at one
0: point, I was like, oh, shit. What is he doing there? <laughs> yeah, this afternoon I watched. Uh, he did. He did make a nice tackle, though. I mean, I, I watched Nathan A. Clark's video breakdown about how he leaves a lot of space behind him that, that can cause some trouble. So yeah, there was a, that's, a yeah
1: yeah that's part that. of that's part of what I was talking about. But I
0: mean,
1: yep. we can go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. I, I you
2: know. <laughs> no, I mean it's valid. I, I'm cur- I I'd be curious to see if he gets a a start um, on Thursday, um, but you know, because you got to think like yeah. It, it is probably a game where even our reserves could could get the win, but I also thought that back when uh, we got unceremoniously dumped out of um, European competition last season, so <laughs> I, you know, it to me this is going to be one of those games where you know Nuno has to go in and show that he means business. I think it's it's probably Spurs' best shot at a trophy this season, just because, I mean, there's like three big teams total that we could possibly play and all of them are beatable. Um, So, you know, this isn't something that you just write off and, you know, throw the U 18s out there and just, you know, if you lose, you lose, whatever, this has got to be a game that, that you have to win. You have to be convincing. Um, You don't start your first team. I don't think but you do get some of those guys, um, you know, who are on the bench out and, and running around a bit um, with an eye on wolves coming up. Cause again, let, to your point earlier, Mike, you know, they're going to be a team that's going to defend, you know, you can't exhaust yourself on Thursday and then have to, you know, play with that same intensity and it, and it is an intensity, right? We saw, and we said it over and over and over again, this is a team that is playing uh, very cohesively that doesn't happen when you're tired, when you're tired, you make mistakes, when you're tired, you play silly passes, you know, and and we've seen this Spurs mentality where, you know, as soon as things start falling apart, it's like everybody just has complete mental collapses all over. Um, so I, I I am curious to see how Nuno approaches it, but I do think you're going to see guys like like Hill and Scarlett and, and maybe even Romero, definitely Gallini um, get out there and, and, you know make their starts on thursday um but you'll probably see got you delhi's probably going to be out there maybe geo um skip I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm sure skip gets a Bendis. start I,
1: I like ben Davies out there i like doherty to be out there or yeah
2: i mean we've if got still with the team we've got yeah. depth it's just we don't have necessarily um good at depth um but you know we've got enough enough of it where we should feel comfortable in in rotating you know six or seven guys out and, and feeling comfortable about getting the win Did, um, and do we then, see
0: yeah. uh do we see tangy and dombley what do you think about that no,
2: no i don't think we do and it's it's strictly because of the comments that nuno made in his in his uh i think it was his pre-match conference um where he basically said yeah. like he, he's not in it like he, his mind's not there he's and i'm not going to play in if his mind's not there he's and been saying that you. for a week he's now he said
1: it to a number of different outlets he said it to sky sports too Previously but you,
2: that but you know what i i totally buy into it and i think that's why we're seeing this team play so cohesively like mm-hmm. nuno's no nonsense yeah Tangi's our, our you know most expensive player but if his mind's not in it he's not playing kane he's our most valuable player his mind's not in it he's not playing granted he also came back you know a day ago um but you know and you know this is the i, I gotta say it guys like this is the thing that pisses me off Hill came back, you know, he was at the Olympics, um, you know, Hoiberg was back early, Reggie, uh, you know, all these guys, they came back to get to work. Um, and I was watching the uh, the Everton game yesterday, and they were talking about how uh, how Richarlison, you know, he was in uh, Copa America, and then he was in the Olympics, and now he's starting for Everton. It's God like, damn it. D- Harrison and, J- and Ben White both came back and played. Yeah
0: uh, Grealish, uh, Grealish, uh, Sterling,
1: right? Like all, all those guys played Sterling still can't finish. So,
2: you know, Florida, <laughs> man, he comes in here and you know, he's like, Oh, I'm a model professional. Yeah. Look at me. I, you know, I, I do everything for the team and for the fans. It's like, there are, there are literally dozens of players who've done it better than you. And on Spurs in particular, some of them haven't even set foot on the field like Hill you know and, and he made his way back and he made sure that he was he was um you know training as soon as he possibly could so uh, you know that, that does, kind he of get th- a, does
1: he get a does does number 10 get a run out though this week in midweek
0: i don't think so <laughs> i think I, I mean i think it'd be funny yeah it, it probably would depends if a contract got got ink so being look, started look, on it you know look he's still he's still our player he's
1: he's still top two striker in the world he's he's You know, at some point, if he's not going to be sold, then he needs to play. He needs to play. He's on what, a hundred and what is it, a hundred and forty thousand a week? Yeah, he definitely needs to
2: play, but
0: yeah, but he needs to go to his room for a while too. You know, like, come on, you can't be a brat, you can't be a wanker. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, but you can't, you can't (laughs) do that, Florida man, and not have some consequences. So I, I don't know if I'm Nuno and I don't manage people that cost, you know, millions of dollars a year, but. Go to your room for a little while. We'll let you know when you can come out. That would be my approach if I were if I were a a Premier League manager. Well, you Look, get, I, you,
1: you got a kid in college now, so I mean, like that's fair. <laughs> like I think you know if if you, man's gonna you, play you again, you've
0: kids to their rooms before. <laughs> this is true.
2: You know if Florida man's gonna play again, it you know I could see him maybe for the Wolves game, and that's if he's going to play. Um, You know, if he's not already sold and, you know, we're just waiting till we get, you know, because that's that's one of the things that's going on. Right. Like the deal's already been made and we're just waiting until we get a replacement before we announce it. Um, It's either that or it's he's not going anywhere at all and and city can take their oil money and cry into it at night. Um, But, you know, my gut says he's probably gone. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, if he sticks around for for another season. And if that's the case, then he plays at Wolves. He's that's that's my gut feeling. If he's not going to be sold, he'll be playing against Wolves on Sunday.
0: That leaves Steven Bergvine up on the bench. And if he's not playing against Wolves on Sunday, is that a clear sign? that he's going to be sold because they don't want to risk the injury or they just don't want to give Mm -hmm. the opportunity. Like what, what, what does that mean if he does or does not play against
1: Wolves? So today I I feel like Dave, I feel like today was, was that match where it, it was either a, he's already gone because he wasn't even in the owner's box. He didn't even show up to support his team. Right. Or because if he had been, he, they would have shown him a hundred times. 100 times yeah so to make sure uh, he was clapping after the goals and yeah right so so there's that um or it was he's been sent to his room you know um yes it's 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 one of those it's one of those two things and it's it's not you know it's for us to speculate it's but but it's not for us to decide his future right um
2: well, didn't Nuno make that comment that he like he was training this morning and then who knows what happened to him at, at that point? You know, it's just like one yeah. of those throwaway
0: comments. It was a throwaway comment, but didn't he say something like he'll be out soon enough to support his teammates? And I was thinking to myself, like, which teammates? You know, like, who knows? <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's doing code.
1: Right. So I yeah I I don't think Nuno's a a, a code guy. Uh, <laughs> he he straight up he straight up and came out and said. Said the things he said about number ten. Um,
0: he's a straight said, shooter. He's, that he's that one man. of our
1: guys. He's our he's our player. You know he did Paps, say that. You're Paps right. Paps pride about not having that player. You know. You know. And I, it, so I, I think Nuno's Nuno's uh, I think Nuno's a stand up guy and he's he's the type of manager we need at Spurs. Um, I know we're all skeptical about him and
2: it's we we were, but you know what, I just, I want to read this quote from his, from his press conference. I, I shared it on our, our wicked Spursy Facebook, but I, you know, I just want to throw it out there for anybody who doesn't have Facebook and is still somehow listening to this. Maybe it's Twitter. I don't know. Um, uh, he said, uh, cause I, you know, in these conferences they are always like, Oh, well, what's going on with Harry Kane? What's going on with Harry Kane? Um, And he said, uh, you know, my job is to prepare Tottenham players the best that I can. I don't have any concern trying to convince players to play for Tottenham because it's a huge club and we should be proud of being here. And that is the type of response that I want to hear from my manager. Right. I love it.
0: I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic.
2: I
1: I really want to hear a response when we're dealing with adversity, adversity, adversity. So if we come across a spot where we've lost two or three games where we've drawn a game and, and lost a couple. I want to see how that's dealt with versus everybody's happy. You know uh, what we're going to, are we going to see tech ball being played in training this week? You know, I don't think so <laughs> it's wolves and, and I think Nuno wants to come out and, and crush them. Um, and I don't think it's going to be that easy of a task um Adama Traore is back to his old tricks where he can I don't know if he's I don't know if he's a left back if he's a right back if he I think if he's, he's a, a right forward back, or right? a winger like he was playing forward this yesterday I just was,
0: I envision Reggie trying to defend Traore and it not going well the good thing is Traore doesn't finish very well but yeah he, he I, missed I he missed two fear. point
1: blank shots yesterday yeah but um I, I I don't you know and Jimenez is back and I don't I don't I don't Particularly, see that game going as easily as we think it might after today's game. Um, we, it's all sunshine and rainbows right now, but until you hit that stretch, and you're gonna, where where there's gonna be a few a few matches that that you lose. That's when you want to see your manager dealing with adversity, not and not in a way that the the former guy dealt with it, where he's throwing players under the bus and. And you know, breaking breaking Delhi even more, you know, because Delhi broke up with Pep's girl or Pep's daughter, you know. Delhi <laughs> Delhi had a rough had a rough year last year. He had COVID. He had the he had to be quarantined for you know, in his house in COVID. He couldn't go out and party, and he had the breakup with Pep's daughter. And Delhi had a tough year last year, so he's probably a lazy lazy in training.
0: You know, uh, might- I don't
1: I don't see Delhi being that type of a guy. And so when and I don't see Pep allowing that to happen. Uh I think he's putting these guys through
2: a ringer in training. They've you know, got I- double sessions and you, you said something that I I, I just want to highlight again, you know, you, you'd mentioned how, um, you know, Mourinho was quick to throw individuals under the bus. And what really sticks out to me is again, you know, going back to the pre-match uh, press conference that Nuno had, there was a huge emphasis on teamwork. It was team, this team, that all mm-hmm. about the team, never an individual. Uh, and, you know, it, because you made that comment, it just clicked. Like, he's for real. Like that, that's not just some PR bullshit that he's throwing out there, you know, to make everybody feel good. Oh yeah. It's not just Harry Cade and you know, we're a team. It's like, no, you you saw it on the field. You saw it in the game today. That is the truth. That is what Spurs are living and breathing right now. And it is so refreshing to see. he's a good manager, Steve. Like he
1: took a Wolves team. He took a Wolves team. That was, that was garbage and added the guys here and there that fit his system. But he he took that team and, and, and make no doubt about it, he had injuries last year. The two previous seasons, he finished seventh both years, and he didn't have quality players like he's got to choose from now. So that's what gave me the hope when he was hired, was that he he's one of these managers who would take a, a team like Wolverhampton Wanderers and turn them into a seventh-place team in the English Premier League from – you know playing in the championship it, it it's not by mistake that you stuff might happen by mistake
0: yeah and and I I want to seize upon something you said a little bit earlier about when adversity comes I'm actually not worried about um Nuno I I think Nuno's a smart guy I think he's a steady guy I think he's a calming presence he clearly has a plan and and he's about the team and he's about making, making the club and the fans proud. Like, I I really am impressed with the guy. And when he was with Wolves, I was impressed with him. I've, I've always liked Nuno, at least across the past several years. What's most, what's going to be most interesting to me is how our squad responds to adversity. And here's what I mean. You know, that entire lineup today, if you remove Skip, that entire lineup was last year's guys. Um, and those guys performed today in a way that they did not at any point over the last year and a half prior, and Mourinho broke them. Mourinho broke those guys. He he completely destroyed their sense of camaraderie and teamwork and, and confidence, and obviously Nuno's building that back up. What's going to be really interesting for me, and we know it's coming, right? We know there's going to be a rough stretch. We know there's going to be unexpected injuries. We know there are going to be Challenges that occur is will, will our guys who've been around the club for a while revert back to old form, you know, um, because there's going to be some things that will trigger them and possibly pull them back into those depths. What will the impact of the newer signings be on the the tone and the vibe of the club? Because they don't have that history or that memory, so to speak. And that's going to be really interesting, is how we, I'll use the word deliberately, recover, like how we recover from the end of the potch era, the the post-Champions League. Into the marino area era into the pandemic like right we truly fell apart and we're broken and um nuno looks to be putting all the pieces back together but we're gonna have to go through adversity when it's all said and done gonna be interesting well said yeah that wasn't too bad all right yeah how about this um <laughs> put while we're ahead when when you guys don't have a response i, I must have said something all right um i thought you were about us out right there <laughs> yeah and with and scene. No, let's just do closing, uh, any closing comments. Uh, Steve, anything you want to make sure you share or, or get on tap before we take off?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to repeat myself and, and I'm, I'm going to say it for, for, you know, Pep in particular who is listening. Um, uh, cause we, we know he listens to this podcast. He does. Um, Pep you've accomplished shit with a billion dollar team. I'm sorry, I guess, um, maybe next time you can coach an even richer team and and you know, just prints uh silverware or whatever it is you're you're supposed to be doing. Cause i I'm at a loss to see what he brings, you know. And this is gonna get a little longer than I intended it to, but it, you know, you think about his tenure, right? He 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 managed Barcelona when they were an absolutely unbeatable team. I could have managed that team and and had the same heights, right? That team had so much natural talent. And he went to Bayern, another team that's just like, you know, they're top all the time. They, they just win. That's what they do. And now he comes to a team where he's got all the money in the world. um, And he spends it on players with stupid haircuts and, um, fails to win their opening fixture. Uh, And I'm sure he's going to be crying uh, at some point this week about how, um, you know, big bad Daniel Levy um, is making them break the British transfer record again to get um, a player that all these city plastics feel they're entitled to. Um, I didn't even rant about them today. So I'm going to give myself a nice pat on the back for that. That's just my one uh, stab at, at, at their, I'm not going to call them fans. They're not fans, you know. Um, but cardboard
0: cutouts—is that what you're getting at?
2: Yeah. 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 You know those guys who just like, hey, you know, I'm new to the sport and I want to. Oh, this team wins all the time. I'll support them. Like you're not a fan. Well, Stephen. Um, Steven, to be fair, if City wasn't playing well, they'd be
1: Manchester United fans.
2: That is true. That's that's like, where the
1: plastics comes from too. These
2: the bandwagon they're fans. They're bendable.
1: There, yeah
2: but anyway yeah so given pep's track record um go ahead spend the 150 million dollars or whatever it is on harry kane take him in you're still a piece of shit end of story um i'd take nuno over pep any day nice that's sincere 100 sincere i would rather nuno over pep
0: Nuno over Pep. I think we just found our uh, episode name when, when the editing gets done. Well done, Steve. Um, Mike, Mike, how about you? Closing comments. Closing comments.
1: Uh, I, I, I really like the direction Spurs are going in this year so far um, through the preseason through our first game uh, with city. I'm happy to come out with three points. Uh, unfortunately uh, another red team uh scored a lot of goals, um, which I have I've been made aware of by my, our, our friend, Kamal, um, a number of times we spent the day on the lake in the sun today. Uh, he made sure to tell me that too. Um, but I, 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 like our direction. I like, uh, I like everything about what's happening with Spurs, um, right now. And I gotta say that, uh, when, um, our friends, the Nichols brothers came into the, came into the pub today. Uh, My son was there and Jack, uh, Jack, who has taken quite a liking to Lucas uh, said, you excited to see Lucas out there today? And my son uh, turned to him and said, I'm a Skippy fan now. Wow. There you go. And I said, God damn it. I just spent a hundred bucks on a Lucas Jersey for this kid. (laughs) Probably the last Jersey that Lucas will ever have and uh he's a skippy guy now yeah so um that that said um i'm i'm happy to uh to have this win today and looking forward to our midweek match that we're probably going to have to find a way to stream somehow on some crazy internet service that's going to give our all of our uh, laptops a
0: bunch of uh, viruses that's so, a great. I hadn't thought about. It. Does anybody know what the what the deal is with streaming on the, the CBS? Going to take
1: it or what? I don't. I don't know. I just I looked. It's
2: what... CBS, yeah, or Paramount. Oh, okay, so cool.
1: So okay, my, so my nine dollars a month or whatever it is, I spend will be well spent. Yep. Well, at least we don't have to play somewhere in Romania where they have zero service for any kind of uh, over-the-air <laughs>
2: <laughs> broadcasting. Yet. Yet. <laughs> yet.
1: yet. 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 Yeah, at least we're in Portugal, where they're not a, you know, a fifth world country, so that's good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I really am excited for this
0: season. So. Yeah, and I would agree, Mike. My closing comments would be a fantastic start. We know there will be bumps along the road, but um, this is the most most excited I felt after the first match. When I think back to last year, um, if I remember correctly, first match was Everton. We lost on a late handball call yeah. on. On uh, Dyer, right? It was just a mess, and it was frustrating. And been, he stuck yeah. his hand right out. I remember. Yes. Yeah, it feels uh feels a lot better uh, to be to be in this position. So my other closing comments: You talk about nine bucks a month. So I said this to our group: If you don't pay for the Apple TV Plus thing, pay five ninety nine a month and watch Ted Lasso because that show is is absolutely freaking phenomenal. Um, public service announcement: If you haven't gotten your vaccine, get your damn vaccine. Uh, and especially in our neck of the woods and in the country that we live in and appreciate this the stuff is blowing up again and, it, and all the progress is looking to be um, undermined or destroyed. Didn't even ask Mike to get into you know what he sees at work, but we know that things are escalating. So just just handle your business, wear your mask when you're indoors, get your vaccine. And let's yes, get this seriously, thing over with bitching it about
2: it. It's a piece yeah. of
0: cloth people. It's again, try not to be political, but people make even those statements political. So people will do with that what they what they will. I just would like us to all get our lives back. I'd like uh, us to enjoy Everything we used to enjoy, and I don't want to see things that I appreciate, like uh, large gatherings at sporting events, have to go away again because people couldn't handle their business. So, yeah, that's it for the uh, the rant for today. With that, <laughs> we are we are Wicked Spursy. We'll come back at you in about a week after the Wolves match, and and as always, we're going to change this up a little bit today. Come on, you Spurs and Cois 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 Cois
2: Cois <laughs> Lucas, love it.